The views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Welcome to a breath of fresh air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. Bathsheba. Hello, Nathan the prophet. Have you not heard that Adonijah, the son of Haggith, reigns and David our Lord doesn't know about it? Yes, I've heard the news. What should we do? Come, let me tell you what you can do to save your life and the life of your son Solomon. Go to David the king and say these exact words. Did you not, my lord the king, swear to me, saying, Solomon your son shall reign after me and he shall sit on my throne? Those were your words. Then why is Adonijah king? And while you're in the middle of saying all of this, I too will come and confirm everything that you're saying. Okay, I'll go at once. David is far advanced in years now, and there's a simple question that needs to be answered. Who is going to be the next king of Israel and Judah? The royal court is divided. However, God is resolute in his decision. This week, we begin our exploration of the Book of Kings. As always, be blessed and enjoy. All right. Welcome back to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Air podcast. We definitely appreciate everyone for tuning in. Um, yeah, my name is Earl Roberts. My name is Nikaz Gay. <laughs> All right, bro. Like, so what we can talk about right now? <laughs> right now, I'll tell you, God is good, bro. Um, I, I, I kind of lost to dog. <laughs> Oh my God, it's definitely good, man. Got to count his blessings. So it's crazy. So like the week this is coming out, right? I, what is Thanksgiving week? I think when this episode coming out. Oh. I think Thanksgiving would have been yesterday when this episode comes out. So hopefully everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully everyone enjoyed their turkey or chicken or fish or. Or veggie meat. Oh, or, yeah. But no, whatever. Oh. Spread your heart. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully, you know, you, you eating your leftovers today and still finding time, you know, for God or whatever ever decide to listen to this. So that's awesome. No, I got some I got some too though, because we had went to dinner. Yes. And it was a group that came in and we were like, they this looked like a church group. You understand? Definitely was very churchy. And then we um as we assessed some more, we like, bro, we believe they he's probably Adventist. You know what I'm saying? And it was just interesting because, like, I feel like the majority of people at our table were Adventists, probably. But it's like, it's just different in the conservative look. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Compared, compared to the table we were sitting at. And I'm just like, bro, it's interesting because, you know, in the world, not of the world, are peculiar people, you know, and we could identify that because of their dress. But it's just interesting to think of 
how we present ourselves on a regular? Can people look at you and say that something is different about you? You know what I'm saying? This person is is a person of faith. Now, granted, in our defense, they 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 had just came from church. Yeah, you understand? What I'm yeah, saying? they they saw the churchy look on them, so it was right. very it was very easy to tell. Yeah, but. And remember the first thing I said, he was like, bro, by the fruits, you'll know them, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just so interesting, too, because now I think about it. Like, like, that's how the Israelites were supposed to be in Canaan. And I would argue, even though they have their very, very low valleys, right? Mm-hmm. They still stand out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, you were Israelite. Remember when, man, it was the people of Benjamin? Who was like, yo, if we can know if you are really from us, if you are. Oh, like, I could say Shibboleth or, Shib- or Shibboleth. 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 Yeah. yeah. Right? It's like, all right. <laughs> You might look like us, but let's see if you can pronounce this word for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's very interesting, though. I mean, because, like, in this world, is it's it's very interesting. Just, I know I said about five times, right? But, like, standing out in a world that wants you to conform, it's a very interesting place we as Christians find ourselves in, especially the younger generation. I mean, like, I ain't one, like, you know, they judge them or judge them or, or, or like even, or even be hard on the oldest things, mm-hmm. right? But like I feel for young people, especially right now, it's very hard to to like to like not like like to like not conform, mm. just because of all the additional pressures placed on us. And who knows? It might be a couple because every generation might say this was hard, right? Like it's really hard to quantify. However, from our view, we can see where there it's like a compounded number of factors. Like we still have to deal with. You know, um, classism and stuff that every every generation have to deal with. But then, you know, the generation before us, they had sports and various entertainments. But mm-hmm. we have the social media. Oh, we the have the social TV. media, bro. Like at at the, at the dinner the other day, I was we were outnumbered. It was way more ladies than guys. You know what I'm saying? And the guys were kind of separated. Yeah. And so I was on my phone. I was going through one app. I probably spent like 20 seconds on that app. Go through another app, 20 mm-hmm. seconds. I was really just trying to find something to entertain me. And I and I felt myself feeling like like a robot, like not even robot, like like I was like, I felt myself feeling like like I was just in a trance, bro, because I was just going from this to that, this to that. And it was just, I didn't put much thought into it. When you really find yourself really doing nothing on your phone, but your phone here just trying to occupy your time, literally. Exactly. And I'm just like, bro, this is what human beings, especially young people, this is what we do. In moments when we are bored or feeling awkward, we go and, and rely on this phone to, to bring us some type of thing. Every week, iPhone, they send out a message to let you know how much screen time you had. Mm. You know, you can see hours of screen time at a time. Like me, I'm a person I listen to a lot of stuff on YouTube. So I have to have a lot of screen time. You know what I'm saying? It's, it doesn't really reflect how much I'm actually on social media or whatever. But mm-hmm. sometimes you look at that screen time and you're like, bro... This is insane. I spent I spent ten hours on screen today, bro. Like, that's wild. Like that's crazy, bro. You know, and um, and so yeah, I I definitely can see where today, bro. Is I just feel like as the world progresses, as the world gets, you know, more sinful, and we get closer to to the Lord's coming, there are more pl- things in place to be stumbling blocks, you know, for for everybody that you know, is here on earth with us, you know, and I feel like it's it's going to get worse and worse. Like, we see how technology is, in a, is advancing, bro. It's a lot of things. It's just really just trying to distract you and, and occupy your mind and keep you entertained and in a state of, like, seeking pleasure or entertainment, you know? 
And when you do that, you lack things of discipline. Like everybody knows, bro, it's, it's a time to turn off the TV. You know what I'm saying? And read. It's a time to, to work out. You can't just be relaxed all the time, you know? That's a fuck. That's so, a fuck. But yeah, I mean, that's, it's a thought. It's a thought. And definitely, you guys have thoughts, let us know below. Come on YouTube and comment, like, subscribe, share with a friend and family member. We need to say that more. <laughs> but we definitely appreciate everyone and thankful for all of you guys who are viewing. So this week we are in, we start Kings. We start first Kings. first Kings. Last week we had Dominic on the podcast uh, to end out second Samuel. And that was a pretty great discussion. We see, well, we saw how... Um, like, David committed the sense, well, did the census of Israel and just the ramifications that came with that. But, yeah, so now we we are in First Kings, First Kings 1, and there's First and Second Kings, and just like Samuel, they was just, you know, one big record, but, you know, they, they split it up in two. But, okay, so now the king was old. Now, now King David was old, advanced in years, and uh, they put covers on him. But he cannot get warm. So this really shows you an indication of, of how old David really was now at this point, where, where he needs assistance to get, mm-hmm. to get warm. Uh, Therefore his servant said to him, Let a young woman, a virgin, be sought for our Lord the king, and let her stand before the king, and let her care for him, and let her lie in your bosom, that the Lord, that our Lord the king may be warm. So they sought for a lovely woman throughout the territory of Israel and found Abishag, Abishag, yeah, the uh, Shunammite, and brought her to the king. And the, the young woman was very lovely, and she cared for the king, and she served him, but the king did not know her. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, we see David needs a, a caretaker, I think. Yeah. I think they use the term domestic workers use a lot. Now nowadays, but it's some it's someone who basically takes care of, you know, people in need, you know, and for the king, you know, any any woman that's closely associated with the king is definitely just that, you know, associated with the king. You know, this is David's caretaker, you know, but based on the text, it to me, it implies that, you know, they would have some type of relations during this, yeah. During so, this like time. in modern, I mean, I would, I would assume, like David probably would have made her a concubine, but like they all, cause and I think that's also why the Bible says, like, yo, he did not know her. Essentially, mm-hmm. saying, yo, he did not sleep with her, but she was still given like that concubine status because she, like, mean she, you know, she was taking care of David. His status was still like taking care of her type mm-hmm. thing too. But I mean, it, like, you really see, like, okay, like this is like this is the twilight of David's years now. You. You definitely got more years behind you than you do in front of you. And then mm-hmm. when you think about it too, like I was re- like David only died like when he's like what seventy something. Mm-hmm. So it was really untrue. He wasn't even that old. But when you think about all the trauma and the trials you already been through in your life, like we could really say like David lived about four or five lives in his one lifetime. So it it wasn't really the years at this point to take a toll on him, but the sheer mileage. And we think about all the battles he has been through too. You don't know what injuries he might have sustained because you know sometimes the Bible might say. All right, no one died, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure a couple of y'all probably got a couple injuries. But that's the thing, bro. Even back then, you could die from a broken leg, bro, right? You could have a fracture, bro. They don't got, like, surgery and anesthesia and stuff like that for you to be properly taken care of, bro. Like, so I definitely I definitely feel what you're saying. And he was 70 years old when he died. Bing. Yeah. So he pretty much at the end now, and, bro, he just had, he, 
Dave, Dave, Dave had a ride. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had a ride. He had a ride. He had a ride. You think you think his ride was worse than Moses? <laughs> That's a callback to a joke we made. Well, a debate we had it in another episode. Yeah. <laughs> and your mommy said, Moses, one shot. Well, one shot. One shot. Me and my mom, we on one accord with that. Speaking of which, I'm going to try to pronounce the THs in my words yes, once again. Sorry. I hope to be successful with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, right? Because Bahamians, right? You know, we used to drop in the ER and just saying A at the end of a word, exactly. right? And so it gets to the point where when Bahamians trying to be proper, they just tell themselves anything that ends with A is ER. So they might say, instead of saying Panama, they'd say like Panama or something like that. Like, cause, yeah, Panama, you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. they want to say, because they want, 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 they want to sound like they speak in an Ebonic. So uh-huh. to fix that, they just say everything ending with A, we just put ER. And that, that's the funniest thing to me. I Like, I, oh, growing my. up, I used to see that in, on, on, on TV, but like on the news, but like it might be a reporter and she might be saying stuff and she just fixated on ER, ER. That, that way, it's not like I'm speaking in slang or, or colloquial we terms. We saying mother. We saying mother. Right. <laughs> For sure. But you know your mommy just shake her head just now at you. <laughs> I don't do I don't fall back. Oh, <laughs> oh success. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanna say I hope I didn't already <laughs> drop the TH quick as that. <laughs> oh my. So yeah, so now we see in verse five. Adonijah, the son of Haggith, exalted himself saying, I will be king. And he prepared himself chariots and horsemen and 50 men to run before him. And his father had not rebuked him at any time by saying, what have you done? Why have you, why have you done so? Why have you done so? He was also very good looking. His mother had borne him after Absalom. Yeah, so this is David's son. Mm-hmm. Once again, the son that he had with Haggith. So he probably is the oldest son. So I was going to bring that up. So now we go back to 2 Samuel chapter 3, right? Mm-hmm. This is where they list David's sons who were, I guess, born at the time, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think, well, Solomon was, anyway, neither here nor there. So the first son was Amnon. Mm-hmm. We know he did. For sure. The second son was Kelib. Right. I felt like it was, a, it was a son between him and Absalom, but. The second son was Kelib to Abigail. Yeah, okay. Abigail. The widow of Nabal of Carmel, just in case we had to right, because they always they always make that distinction. And the third was Absalom, and Adon Adonijah was the fourth. So what happened to Caleb? Do they say? Well, the Bible never says what happened then, but you can almost assume he died. Yeah, and that would be son number four who died. Mm-hmm. But, but you he, you literally had no mention of Caleb after Second Samuel three. Right, and so yeah, and, they, and it literally says his second son. His second son. Okay, so my, my assumption maybe is that probably he died at a young age and they all grew up to mature as without having him around. And um because because just the Bible just don't mention it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I don't even I don't even know how to place that. So it's like you it's know? like assumed that Adonijah knew he was the oldest surviving son mm-hmm. or oldest functioning son, and saying, like, all right, cool. It only could be me next. Mm-hmm. But the problem was that. Now we see the like we see in in the first kings in first kings he was saying yo David did not like rebuke him saying mm-hmm. like well, why are you doing this because okay you gotta remember Israelite different than all the other nations around mm-hmm. what all the other nations used to doing like worshiping idols oh. yes but in the kingdoms 
if I is your son, you die, I is king. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Israel don't function like that. God chooses who is king. So now, you think, <laughs> you think you said he's the oldest son, theoretically, I should be next in line. Mm-hmm. No, bro. God really supposed to choose who is king, and God already say, Solomon should be king. So now this is where it comes to, like, okay, so David, you might be, I'm sure you're hearing rumblings of what's happening, right? But you won't even check in your son now. Mm-hmm. But your son got this other other nation mentality that, oh, automatically I should be king, and you ain't even correcting him on this. No. Or better yet, you ain't even prepared him from time saying, guess what, guys? I don't know which one of y'all should be king, because I mean, I probably at this time you don't even know, but hey, God anointed me as king, and God is going to choose the next king. Yes. So don't feel no type of way if you was the oldest and you don't get choose, because I was the youngest on my, uh, my brothers, and right. I get choose. And I was not uh, in, in kingly bloodline. I was not a part of the bloodline. I was all. a shepherd. Right. And so up until this time, David is the second king. Mm-hmm. Right. And so up until this time, no, well, I'm going to speak vaguely, but up until this time, no king has really, has passed on his kingdom to his descendant. Right. We did have Ahimelech. No, it's, no, his name ain't Ahimelech. His name is um, Ishbosheth. We had Ishbosheth who took the, who took the crown, but that was very short lived and he didn't really have the whole kingdom. You know, he just had... Israel and David had Judah, so they ran at the same time until you know he was betrayed by his people and yeah you know so up until so yeah up until this time it wasn't even it wasn't even common and it had never happened for a king to his his kingdom to be passed down to his to his descendants at the time you know yeah so uh, another thing I was uh, go for it. Yeah, I, I trying to remember another thing I was about to say. Um, I think it's I think it's interesting that they mention that he took. Bro, I, I don't even know where I was going with it. Though. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So um, then in verse seven, then he conferred with Joab the son of Zeruiah and Abithar the priest, and they followed and helped Adonijah, but Zadok the priest. And Bene, Beneiah, the son of Jehoadiah, Nathan the prophet, Shimei, Ray, and the mighty men who belonged to David were not with Adonijah. So now we see it's almost like a division of the mm-hmm. top brass, right? We see in Joab and Abiathar saying, all right, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now we, then we see it. Oh, I remember what I was going to say now. I'm Go sorry for it. That. Go but, for it. No, I, I think I can plug it in somewhere else. All right. Yeah. And then we see in uh, Nathan, Zadok, and some of the other mighty men were saying, all right, whatever David tells us to do, we can do. And so it's, it's just interesting, right? Because one would think David would have told Joab there was the plan. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's weird because the Bible never really says that he did. Yeah, see, and this is what I'm trying to understand about the plan, right? <clears throat> Because when David was trying to build the temple, and this is what I was trying to plug in, um, when David was trying to build the temple, God was like, "No, your son could be, be 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 build the temple," and he go, he's like a, a chill, gentle do it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so he spoke specifically about someone. Second Samuel says that. Mm-hmm. Now, when we get to First Chronicles, Bing. they say a name specifically. They say the temple will be built by your son Solomon. You mm-hmm. understand? And so. We know that Chronicles was written way after the fact, so they might have just been being specific at the time, but was that a direct quote 
from God through Nathan the prophet saying that your son Solomon will build will build a temple. You know, because if that's the case, there should be this should completely be avoided. Nobody should have any qualms. Everybody should know the role played. Mm-hmm. But if David is moving on saying, I know that my son who's going to be king will build a temple, then I can see him being as relaxed or maybe not really getting ahead of this as, as but, he has. But what's also interesting, right? So going back to Chronicles, and it's going to be interesting because we have to figure out how we can tackle Chronicles as we can talk so much about Chronicles from now. Like Chronicles and Kings, they could be almost like concurrent. Mm-hmm. Well, because they are. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so we go back to First Chronicles uh, 5, right? And it says, David said, my son Solomon is young and inexperienced and the house to be built for the Lord should be of great magnificence and fame and splendor in the sight of the nations. Therefore, I will make preparations, preparations for it. So David made extensive preparations before Mm. his death. Mm. So in reading this, we know David already telling people, bro. I'm making preparation before I die because Solomon's still young. Mm-hmm. I already have all these connections because before you see how David went to different forms and got all the stuff for the temple. Mm-hmm. Solomon building this temple, he had the stuff for it. I know I ain't got much longer to live, but at least I put all the things in place. So when he when I die, he is king. He could just run with it. Yeah. So it's like in Chronicles, you know, even though it don't say who all knew, people had to have known. Yeah, because it literally says, David said. And this is a quotation, <laughs> like, my son, son Solomon. Solomon. So, and plus he made all these preparations before he died. So it's like they knew. Mm-hmm. I, I guess even why is even more so. Like okay, they know, but they kind of going contrary to the plan now. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say yo, David ain't check Adonijah because yo, you going along with this, but <laughs> and David too, like bro, y'all know the plan. I done stress out. I old. I try. Hey, I try to struggle to keep warm right now and y'all yeah. do this foolishness. Y'all, y'all do y'all taking advantage of me and I don't know. We can make a we can sit down and analyze David's parenting skills. Because I can see They wasn't top they wasn't top. No, notch. bro, like I can see where his sons would do something. And it's just like, oh man. And then he just move on like it ain't happen. But his sons cost him more grief, I feel like, than the battles he has won. I, I agree. I agree. Because, well, Saul probably is the only... So when you say battles he's won, he hadn't fought Saul, so that would still be accurate. But I feel like Saul is the only character... Well, he's the only nemesis of David. <laughs> Might that, stress him out a little bit more. Right. <laughs> Who can put up an argument there? Oh, my. Okay. So, in verse 9, And just sacrificed sheep, oxen and fattened cattle by the stone of Zohilith, which is in which is by in Rogel. And he also invited his brothers and the king's sons and all the men of Judah, the king's servants, but he did not invite Nathan the prophet, Beniah, the mighty man, or Solomon his brother. Very and intentional. Exactly. So it's like you inviting the people who you know for a fact ain't on your side because you know you're not inviting the people who ain't yeah. on your side. You, you're not inviting the people who ain't on your side because yeah. you know what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's like the implications there without saying it. Because if you if you what you're doing is right, oh yeah, everybody come through Ice King. Mm-hmm. And I know Ice King for a fuck, so what I gotta worry about y'all not agreeing with me for what y'all can do about it. Bro, you invite all of the king's sons, bro. Except Solomon. <laughs> you know how intentional that is? And Solomon was a lawful born son. It ain't like mm-hmm. like because this wasn't the son of his affair with Bathsheba. This was after he had already married Bathsheba. Exactly. You know, so why aren't I invited? Like, <laughs> Exactly. 
So Nathan spoke to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, saying, Have you not heard that Adonijah, the son of Haggith, has become king? And David, our Lord, does not, does not know it? Come, please, let me now give you advice, that you may save your own life and the life of your son Solomon. Mm -hmm. Go immediately to King David and say to him, Do not, my lord, O king, swear to your maidservant, saying, Assuredly, your son Solomon shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne. Why then has, it, has Adonijah become king? Then, while you are still taking, talking there with the king, I also will come in after you and confirm your words. <laughs> Everybody always plotting some type of scheme to get David on board, bro. Everybody is saying, all right, we need a woman and we need a prophet. You understand? <laughs> and or a prophet. A voice of reason. Yeah, and that's how we can do this, you know? And so they feel like that's that's the best way to get through to David. You know, we see we see Nathan spoke to him in, in, in parable mm -hmm. the first time. You know, God straight to the point. I think that's just how God is, bro. Prophet God? Yeah. I, no, no, no. We, we, we cut him straight to the chase. And it's interesting, like, not even to, like, cut, cut you off, right? But it's, like, mm -hmm. interesting how much different prophets now you're seeing it running concurrently. Because mm -hmm. we heard about Nathan first, and Nathan, like, I guess, was prophesying this different part of Israel. Right. God's like, all right, cool. I'm on the scene now. Now Nathan's like, okay, I'm back. Where right. well, God is. I was shocked to see Nathan back. I was like, oh. I thought he died. I was like, when, when God bring the, you know, when he, when he bring the message to God, I thought Nathan wasn't around no more. You know what I mean? But, you know, obviously God could speak to any of his prophets, you know, and it just goes to show there were multiple prophets around. Unlike when Samuel like when the book of Samuel first started and it was literally only Samuel. Well, there was a prophet there too. Was his name God, bro? Oh, that would be crazy, bro. Because you remember, it was a prophet that came and... Um, Talked to Eli. Was yeah, like, and prophesied to Eli. Man. I think his name was God, bro. Don't... <laughs> don't that means he had a long reign too. Don't quote me. <laughs> <laughs> Man. All right, why are you looking at that, right? So now yeah. it's also interesting that... Okay, if you go back to verse nine, right? We see what Adonai is doing. He... He had a great sacrifice along with a great um, a feast. Mm -hmm. So it's like he is almost like faking until you make it. Like if I go to this great sacrifice to God, y'all can think, all right, cool. God, God, God signing off on this. Plus, I throw in a big feast where we all party. And so by default, y'all can think the sacrifice good. And y'all can be enjoying yourself at this party. Oh yeah, sure. I don't know. just king. It ain't. It, it, he's David's son. It, it's it, he's the oldest one. It 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 make it, it passing the sniff test at least. Hmm. And you know, funny because I don't know. Just Absalom, brother. <laughs> that might be a blessing. Solomon he didn't get invited to that to that party. <laughs> oh boy, real talk, bro. Because if if y'all if y'all remember Absalom when he wanted to kill his brother Amnon, he invited all of the king's sons. And made sure that Amnon was there so that he could kill Am so he could murder Amnon at the time. But now Nathan the prophet is trying to tell, tell um Bathsheba, bro, y'all are gonna die. Like if this guy becomes king, he's not gonna allow y'all to stay alive because you know, you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna jeopardize his role as the heir. You know what I'm saying? You you have a claim to the throne, you know, and so we can't have that. And so I just uh did a quick, quick Google search. So God was mentioned in 1 Samuel at first. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's who tell him to go from Judah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So God was on the scene even before Nathan? Yeah, God was God was around. <laughs> we, we just overlooked God. Because the prophet who spoke to um, Eli, the Bible doesn't call his name. They just say, then a man of God 
Cam. Might have been God then. It might have been God. Because he was, I mean. He was wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice little nugget. Didn't expect <laughs> to like discover. <laughs> All right. So now we see in verse 15. So Bathsheba went. So Bathsheba went into the chamber of the king. Now the king was very old, and Abishag the Shunammite was serving the king. And Bathsheba bowed and did homage to the king. And the king said, "What is your wish?" Let's <laughs> <laughs> cut to the chase, man. I, you don't come over here often. Eh? I don't really see you like that no more. Mm-hmm. Then the king said to him, I mean, then she said to him, My lord, you swore by the Lord your God, your maidservant, saying, Assuredly, Solomon, your son, shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne. So in verse 18, Now look, so now look, Adonai has become king, and now, my lord, the king, you do not know about it. So it was interesting. So it was like everyone else knew what was happening, but it's not like David was just so secluded now at this point. Mm-hmm. It was like, it just shows like, bro, he was just resigned to like, okay, I ain't really ruling for real, for real. I just bide in time until yeah, cause, until I perish. Because cause that's, that's why I was conflicted too, because it was saying that Adonijah was handsome and his son and his daddy was never like, bro, why are you like this, bro? You know what I mean? But um, his father did not, in verse six, it says his father did had not rebuked him at any time by saying, why have you done so? So that made me wonder if that was just speaking in general, saying, bro, every time, all his life, his daddy just let him run. Because you know, that's, that was kind of Absalom's story. I, you think, know? I, think, I, I think it was the same with all of them. Yeah. And this show, like, his sons were good-looking gentlemen. Because it showed, like, they, 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 the Bible said David was good-looking. So, mm-hmm. I mean, naturally, I'd assume he get, was attracted to good-looking people. We see that by, from Bathsheba. So even, like, a fa- it ain't a stretch to say that. Mm-hmm. Bathsheba so, and Abigail. Bing. The two that they did mention, they did have that beauty in, in common. Exactly. Sure, so. so it's like... All right. One would naturally surmise at that point. Good looking dude sleeps with good looking female. The children come out good, good looking. looking yeah. And we see this was like kind of like detriment too. Like with the Bible makes your point. These were like good looking guys who was trying to become king. Yeah, they're feeling themselves. Very feel, much so. Yeah, they're feeling themselves. <laughs> All right. In verse 19. He has sacrificed oxen and fattened cattle and sheep in abundance, and he has invited all the king's sons. Abithar the priest, Joab the commander of the army, but Solomon your servant he has not invited. And as for you, my lord, O king, the, all the eyes of Israel are on you, mm. that you should tell them who will sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. Mm. Otherwise, it will happen when my lord the king rests with his fathers, mm. that I and Solomon will be counted as offenders. Ooh. And so this is what's so interesting, right? Because you read this, you read this king's account, right? And you're like, okay, David ain't really tell people. I like, I don't know if he's like, he's like he he hasn't officially declared it yet, or if we read in Second Chronicles, I mean, or we read in First Chronicles came right after this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, like right after this, he he, he made the provisions. He right? made the provisions. Yeah. Like, all right, Solomon's still young. I know he got such, such a time left. I already claim king now. Let me let me set this stuff up for him for the temple. So it's like. One could have came right after, but like it's like it's, even though Chronicles, we know the timeline is like kind of still like okay, which one actually happened like first? Mm-hmm. And so, for for a little bit of context, we remember David was married. David came into his kingship with wives, mm-hmm. you know. 
two or three wives. I can't remember when Haggith came along, but she's probably his second wife. <laughs> she's probably his second wife after Michael, which would be like his first kind of active wife as king. And so if he had children right away, you know, he he his children were would have had to been adults by the time that he met Bathsheba. Which would imply that they 20, 30 years senior to Solomon. So even if um What's his name? Um, Adonijah. Even if Adonijah is 30 right now, you know, so, no, no, no. If Adonijah is like, anyway, if Adonijah is up in age, Solomon is probably like a teenager or at, at best, like 20 years old, like a, like a young adult yeah. at that time, you know? And so. I mean, go, go finish it though. But Adonijah is looking at it like, bro, even if my dad think this guy is going to be the king, I, I am the oldest. I am more mature and I am ready for this guy. And number three, this is my little brother, bro. I'm going to, if I, I'm going to make myself king, bro. And what are you going to do about it, bro? What are you going to do, bro? You a little boy to me, bro. You know what I'm saying? I remember when you was a baby, bro. Like, Fox. <laughs> what are you going to do, bro? Fox. I am taking this. Fox. I mean, because even if you look at it, right? <clears throat> David, come into that, David came into this kingship, like you said, with them as, as, with them as kids, right? Mm -hmm. or, so, but think about like Bathsheba and stuff. All just happened like in recent history. Mm -hmm. Like, so obviously Solomon. Solomon would be very young, bro. Solomon is super young compared yeah. to the other sons. You mm -hmm. see, Absalom, then they were men <laughs> fighting. <laughs> yes. Richard Watt taking the kingdom. Yes. <laughs> so, Wrong, I wonder who said Adonijah was on when all this was going on. It sounded like Adonijah wasn't too fond of David, bro. <laughs> That's what they're saying. But like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But I get, I get why, because that was his sister, Tamar, who was defiled, and David allowed it. Mm -hmm. You understand? So I could see that happening. But you know who's an outlier to me? Whom I don't know why he is like this? Who? The son of uh, Ahimelech. What was his name? The priest. They just keeps Abiathar. Abiathar, the priest. I know why. Because Zadok is the high priest now. Abiathar was the high priest before. So remember when David came back, he switched up some rules? Mm -hmm. I think that's what happened now. So he kind of... He kind of mad at Zadok or even Ben and I, which one, I forget which one right now is the exactly high priest in this moment, but one of them became the high priest. And Abiathar was the high priest. Mm -hmm. So it's like, again, remember Joab got, Joab got demoted because of Amasa. And I think Abiathar got like kind of like switched around too. So like, you almost kind of see like, it's a little, it's a little jealousy. Yeah, it's a little jealousy, a little pettiness uh, happening right, yeah. right now. <laughs> Excuse me. And so our boy Twigman brought up a, a a good point about Twigs, right? About one of the reasons why David would have made I can't Amasa, Amasa, yeah, Amasa, the general, mm -hmm. and you know it was more so for for unity. It's almost akin to when it's almost like a, it's like a treaty, you know. It's almost akin to when a king of let's say Wales might pledge his daughter to marry, mm -hmm. you know, what I'm saying the Prince of London. You know yep. what I'm saying? That way we could have alliances together because Amasa was a part of the rebellion, you know. And if I make you general, now you have a now you have a reason to support the kingdom and all, and all of your men would follow suit. Of course, it failed. David might have been thinking the same thing when he had um, Zadok. One of them. I, I, I keep, bro, I'm, I'm horrible with names on this episode, honestly. But when he made, <coughs> excuse 
excuse me. When Zadok, he, yeah, Zadok the priest, or Benny. Uh, yeah, so I think Zadok was the priest now. Zadok was the high priest. Yeah, so when he, when he demoted Abiathar, you know, there may have been something for the betterment of the kingdom, you know, but Abiathar looks like he don't, he don't like that too much. And for context, Abiathar was with David for before he was king in the cave. He was another one of them who was around along with the mighty men because David, it was his Abiathar's father and all of his brothers and family and, and their clan, they were all killed by Saul when David ate the shoe bread. Yeah, when Saul went crazy. Yeah, Saul went crazy. <laughs> and it's interesting because they are also related to Eli and we know there was a curse upon their life. And so Abiathar, he has so much ties to David. He has so much ties to Israel. You know what I'm saying? But now he is... He's going against God. That's mm-hmm. really what it is. So I don't even think it's anything personal, but, but on David's behalf. But it's like this. I have a, I have a, I have a friendship. I have a rapport with Adonijah. Mm-hmm. This little boy Solomon. I don't know for real. I don't even know why David's saying this, but I know my job is better. When, if if but, Adonijah is, is but in the place. funny thing too is like okay, if you're really truly a priest, you should be kind and tune with God. You should know David doing this because of God's will. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So I don't I don't even think it's so much personal on David, mm. but it's more so he ain't tight with God on this one, and it's mm. a, it's an ambitious thing for for Abiathar. And there's a lesson too in like how to how to say this. It's a lesson too in like knowing who you following for mm. spiritual counsel. Because, man, you might have the title of priest, pastor, reverend, prophet. But if your message ain't coming from God, my friend, you are leading people astray. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's important to keep that in mind. Like, again, by the fruits, you will know them. So it's like, okay, if, if you could have the title, but if your message ain't bringing you towards God or it ain't sounding too godly. And, man, you, sometimes you just got to check that. So... You have two different, you have two different priests on two different sides. Mm, Someone right gotta be wrong. Yeah, that's true. Someone gotta be wrong. We, hey, both of our messages can't come from God. That's true. If it conflict each other, exactly. If it's in direct opposition, real talk. So it's it's you, you gotta you, you gotta use discernment. Is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. You gotta use discernment. So in verse 22, and just then, while she was talking, guess who walked in? Nathan. Nathan. Wow, what a coincidence. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> so, then, so, so, so they told the king, here is Nathan the prophet. I like how we see the elements of actually like a kingdom. So like, oh yeah, king, like, we got a nunks who actually coming in just mm-hmm. so you can actually be aware, right? Yeah. And the assumption that Bathsheba had to leave because now he's talking to him, but they don't say that, but we just see... Where she's not in the room anymore. <laughs> yeah. and, when, and when he came in before the king, he bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. And Nathan said, my lord, O king, have you said Adonijah shall reign after me and he shall sit on my throne? Excuse me. For he has gone down today and he has sacrificed oxen and fattened cattle and sheep in abundance and has invited all the king's sons and the commander of the army and Abithar the priest. And look, they are eating and drinking before him. Mm. And they say, long live King Adonijah. Mm. It's just so interesting how long live the king is such an ancient saying. Yeah, bro. no, that's very crazy to me. It's such an ancient saying. And this was this was in the Hebrew language. <laughs> so they were saying this in characters I cannot pronounce. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he has not invited me, your servant, 
nor Zadok the priest, nor Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, nor your servant Solomon. He has has this thing has this thing been done by the Lord my King, and you have not told your servant who should sit on the throne of the Lord the of my Lord the King after him. Rhetorical question. Yeah. <laughs> Very worst. <laughs> I, I know the scene, right? right? But just in, just in case, hey, just in case my message was yeah, gone yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, just in case I, I missed something. You know what I mean? <laughs> just in case God tells me the wrong thing. Let me, let me just verify. Right, right, right. <laughs> and he can't lie to Nathan because Nathan know the in and out. Boy, Nathan's Nathan getting together. And then it's Nathan and Bathsheba. Exactly. So, they, so this this is a fuck. Right exactly. Now. This, this is undeniable. <laughs> David also David kind of to me he kind of like giving me the impression that like he w- he wasn't gonna enforce the issue if it was taken oh well you know he nothing really I could do but that you know what I mean like he giving me Isaac vibes yeah yeah he he like whatever happened whatever like, happened happened Isaac's like well true and God tell me that Jacob's supposed to get this blessing but then again. But he's so looking like a good candidate. But then he's the oldest too. Exactly. The oldest got to get the birth rate. You know, so so uh, <laughs> I could just stand back. <laughs> I could just stand back and get whatever happens. Let happens. the Lord work this out. Yeah, yeah, because I'm about to die and I just want to bless him anyway. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I thought. It's crazy that Paula Paula worked out though. Like, I didn't even think about that before. But yeah. that's really hard. Like, I was working out. Like, you it was like, bro. You have old man on bed about to die. You understand what I'm saying? We have a, a, a shift of power that needs to happen. <laughs> needs to happen. Right. Then two brothers fighting over this power. Right. The younger should have it. The oldest trying to have and it. And the mother's trying to step in. And it. the mother's trying to step in, bro. Like, <laughs> complete parallel. <laughs> All right. And so, and then in verse 28, then King David answered and said, call, call Bathsheba to me. So we see Bathsheba to come back. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, <laughs> So we're hurt, bro. Anyway, it's all good. But she better come by. She ain't even going that far. She just waiting in the next room. Put her hand on the door. So she came in unto the king's presence and stood before the king. And the king took an oath and said, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from every distress. Mm. <laughs> That's shade. That's shade, bro. Because you know David bringing some distress now. <laughs> You know the same God who helped us through all of this that we've been through. Remember, remember, he was my second husband. Remember that? <laughs> oh my! Just as I swore to you by the Lord God of Israel, assuredly Solomon, your son, shall be king after me, and he shall sit on my throne in my place. So certainly I will do this day. Then Bathsheba bowed her face to the to the earth and paid homage to the king and said. Let my Lord King David live forever. That's so funny though, because like, what does that even mean, bro? Because we know David's about to die. That's so what I'm saying, bro. Like, like, what does it really mean? You know, I was gonna say, long live the king. No, he only got a couple of months left, maybe. Right. Long live. Okay, I mean, he didn't live a long life. Right. <laughs> All right. So then King David said, "Call me Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada." And so they came before the king. Then King King David also said to them, Take with you the servants of your Lord and have Solomon ride on my mule and take him down to Gihon. There let Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him, making him anoint him king over Israel, and blow the horn and say, Long live King Solomon. Mm. Then you shall come up after him, and he shall sit on, on my throne, and he shall be king in my place. For I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and Judah. Mm. So now we see King. Now, so now we see David saying, "All right, cool. Like, let's. We don't know. 
We don't know how to run his scheme, right? So now we have to make this even more believable to the people that Solomon is king and I gave Solomon my blessing. So now we see David do what? Like four or five things? Okay, first of all, give him my mule. Hmm. So when people see Solomon ride on this, they already know how my mule looks. That's the first symbol. He on my horse. This is the kingly, ho- kingly mule, my bod. Mm-hmm. So that's the next thing. Now, the biggest thing what Adonijah didn't have anointing mm. that's showing that God chose Solomon to be king mm. for fun mm. that's the biggest part the anointing like everybody else is like fluff in my opinion the anointing is the biggest thing are you really saying alright the high priest and the prophet and so David get Samuel come and anoint David yep. you know what I'm saying so now we're seeing Solomon is the anointed king by the both the high priest and the prophet and then you know we could do everything else we could blow the horn and say long live King Solomon and then the like the last thing is just put the gravy on top. We don't know where Adonijah is. No. We know where Solomon could be? Mm. On David's throne. Mm. So now all the all the most important indications saying Solomon is the rightful king because he is on the throne of David, not in some other random city. <laughs> and most importantly, he got anointed by the high priest and the prophet. It's just so crazy, bro. <clears throat> king number side, right? Mm-hmm. When someone dies, bro. Bro, you get to see all type of ambitions, bro. I mean, God forbid your your Grammy die or your grandfather die. You get to see this one trying to take this, this one doing that. Like you get to see like how I wanna say greedy. I mean, I speaking in general, bro. You get to see how greedy or how you get to see people real ambitions mm-hmm. right then and there, bro. Because I be I thought was like, oh yeah, the king about to die soon or I taking this. But he couldn't even sit on the throne. But he was walking around like he was the king. It's the same thing with with um Absalom, but Absalom is planning on killing the king. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? So like, he's like, we might as well get, we can do this whenever because you, mm-hmm. we can kill David. So we ain't even got to wait <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for nothing for real. For real. And, and what's, what's also important too, now we see like David saying, all right, cool. Like, even though I about to die soon, I still alive. But right now I put in Solomon in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. We see something similar. People keep up with like world events currently, like in, in Saudi Arabia, like Saudi Arabia is a kingdom. Mm-hmm. Still, I mean, it's kind of crazy because Saudi Arabia, like right around where Canaan was and all that kind of stuff <laughs> right now. But either way, Saudi Arabia is a kingdom and like the actual king, all. So who's ruling Saudi Arabia? Crown Prince Ben Salman. Hmm. So it's like the crown prince is ruling the kingdom because the king too old to reign. Oh, and he just was saying, yeah, yeah okay, so cool. You're going to reign until I die and you officially be king. But the kingdom is yours. And mm-hmm. now we're saying David saying the same thing. Like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm still around, but I'm turning all over the duties to you. You are king. And I think that's probably one of the back end. Now we're seeing second chronicles, first chronicles. We say, all right, cool. I ain't got too much long to live. Let me set up these things for, for, for Solomon, even though he's still young. So, and, and bro, and it makes so much sense. It it makes more sense. Because I'm going to just <clears throat> cancel the Bible. We, we, a lot of us are familiar with King Solomon. King Solomon... Mm-hmm was recorded as the wisest man to ever live. And this wisdom came from God. And it wasn't just given. He requested it from God and God granted that. But think about it though, bro. He was probably already wise to even ask for wisdom. That's number one, right? But if you are young, bro, if you are green, as we say in the Bahamas, if you are inexperienced, bro, Mm -hmm. and you have this big task on you, you, a lot of people who greedy, they'll say, man, I was the king. I just want the riches and want the fame. Mm -hmm. But if you want to do a good job, you 100% need wisdom, especially if you're young. And so it kind of makes more sense as to why Solomon was like, 
first things first, I need the wisdom. Mm-hmm. I have I have big shoes to fill. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And my daddy, he set it up. He helped me as much as he can. You know what I'm saying? But I know this, that ain't enough. Because I still got to run this for however many years. And um, I think it's cool because this is something David should have done. Mm-hmm. You know, but you just can't really predict when your other son was going to go off the rail. You know what I'm saying? But this was something that should have been done before you died, in my opinion. Yeah. That's a fact. That's definitely a fact. Um, so in verse 36, Benaniah, the son of Jehovah. I, why do you say? Right. Just, like, ain't even no other Benaniah. I, I can't even think right of now. I can't think of one other Benaniah Ben road. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amen. Uh, answered the king and said, Amen. My Lord, may, may the, the Lord. Lord God of my Lord, the king, say to, <laughs> as the Lord has been with my Lord, the king, even so may he be with Solomon and make his throne greater than the throne of my Lord, David, King David. So Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet and Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, the Cherethites, the Paralites went down and had Solomon ride on King David's mule and took him to Gihon. And Zadok the priest took the horn of oil from the tabernacle and anointed Solomon. And then they blew the horn and all the people said, Long live King Solomon. And they all and all the people went up after him and the people played the flutes. <laughs> <laughs> played the flutes and rejoiced with great joy. So the earth seemed to split with their sound. That's interesting. Mm. That's very interesting. Now, verse 41. Now, Adonijah and all the priests who were, all the guests who were with him heard it as they finished eating. He said, oh, I just finished eating now. Just having a good party. Mm. What's that? Long live King Solomon. Mm. Oh, While y'all was partying, bro. <laughs> While you and all the sons was over there having a good time, bro. Man, that's something. And Joab heard the song of the horn and said... Why is the city in such a noisy uproar? Mm. Joab like, oh boy, what's happening? Yeah, Joab probably the most worried right now. Like, <laughs> While he was still speaking, there came Jonathan, the son of Abiathar, the priest. And Adonijah said to him, come, for you are a prominent man and bring good news. Wow. Boy. <laughs> boy, do I have news for you. And Jonathan answered, said Adonijah, no. <laughs> Our Lord King David has made Solomon king. Mm. And the king has sent with him Zadok the priest and mm. Nathan the prophet and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, the Cherethites, the, Pil- the Pilithites, and they have made him ride on the king's mule. So Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet have anointed him king over Gihon mm. and, have, and have gone up from, from their rejoicing. So the city is in an uproar. That, that is, this is the noise that you have heard. Mm. Imagine this. I'd have been thinking... My goodness, I should invite him to I should party. Have, I should, but that just run through my mind. I was like, bro, none <laughs> of this could have even happened if they was attending my party. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What, 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 what the devil used for, for evil? God intended for good. <laughs> there was my day getting invited, right? Go, bro. But now, <laughs> they regret not inviting them. Oh, my. So, also Solomon sits on the throne of the kingdom. Mm. And moreover, the king's servant have gone and blessed our Lord King David, saying, May God make the name of Solomon better than your name and make his throne greater than your throne. The king, then the king bowed himself on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to sleep, man. 
You know when you know when you just like ah and then darling, so that girl marked the bed. Bro. I, I, I don't do my job, guys. Yeah, come here, I'll be shy. Cuddle with me. Oh, <laughs> uh, and the king also the king said, "Thus blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who has given one to sit on my throne this day, while my eyes see it." Mm. So all the guests who were with Adonijah were afraid and arose and each one went his way. Yeah, hey, boy. Hopefully, hey, if I leave now, hopefully y'all can say I was in here. Really? <laughs> but you ain't nothing like when you when you was a part of something, bro. Like. And you're trying to escape. <laughs> yeah, boy. Everyone saying, yep, yep, okay, Adonijah, thanks for the party, eh? <laughs> yeah, bro, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a good party. It was just a dinner. It was a, good, yeah, it was a luncheon for real. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so now Adonijah was afraid of Solomon. So he arose and went and took hold of the horns of the altar. Mm. Interesting. And it was told to Solomon saying, Indeed, Adonijah is afraid of King Solomon. For look, he has taken a hold of the horns of the altar saying, Let King Solomon swear to me today that he will not put his servant to death with the sword. Then Solomon said, If he proves himself a worthy man, not one hail, shall fall from, from shall not, not one hair of him shall fall to the earth, hmm. but if wickedness is found in him, he shall die. So King Solomon sent them to bring down the altar, and he came and fell down before King Solomon, and Solomon said to him, go to your house. Hmm. Here ends 1 Kings chapter 1. Interesting ending. Felt like, you know, when you feel like something just get left a little, a little open-ended. So I, I had to write some stuff. Well, I had to write this thing down because mm-hmm. cause I know I was going to forget. And I, it was supposed to be two things I wrote, but mm-hmm. I, I already forget one. <laughs> My bad. No, that's all good. Um, So <clears throat> number one, mm-hmm. Solomon rode on David's mule, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they had, a, even, even back in Egypt, they had chariots, you know, mm-hmm. horses and stuff like that. Today, a horse is a very prestigious animal. You mm-hmm. feel me? Especially when they have the nice horses dress up and I know the terminology or whatever, right? But in biblical, in, in, I'm just trying to paint a parallel between the importance of the king's mule, right? That's his mean of, means of transportation probably as he rides around the city, you yeah, know? That's his trusty steed. His trusty steed. And so now, guess what? Solomon rides on the mule because we know this is the anointed king, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. It just reminds me of Palm Sunday mm-hmm. when Jesus rode on the mule because we know that this too is the anointed king. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus rode on this mule. The mule was already provided. He just said, hey, go to this person's house. Yeah, you see a mule. Tell him we come together for this and that. Cool. You ride the mule. People waving at you. You understand what I'm saying? In true kingly fashion. And so these things we think about because we know Jesus was we, we probably know about Jesus before we even really read the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. But we don't see the parallels, bro. We don't see how in a world full of confusion, when other people are trying to claim the kingdom, you understand what I'm saying? People who are, oh, I remember my next point. People who are not anointed, bro. Mm-hmm. You can fake the position, but you cannot fake the anointing, bro. Mercy. And that's the thing about it, bro. You can come, you can, you can, and you can feel like you qualify for the job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can feel like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I like to do, bro. But if you are not anointed, you can tell the difference, bro. You understand? Like, because you can't fabricate the anointing. And so we have Adonijah who's handsome. You know, when you think of kings, bro, you just think of prestigious, like mm-hmm. nice, healthy, healthy people, you know, healthy men. He had the look. 
You understand what I'm saying? He was, you know, obviously old enough, probably smart enough. He had the position. He had the backings behind him. He had the people who was around David before David was king. So yep. these men have all the experience. Yep. You have experienced priests. You have um, Joab, the probably the most experienced fighter period in Israel right now. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You have everything. You have all of your brothers. You have everybody who just love you and want to support you. But you missing one thing, bro. You missing the anointing. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. You're missing that anointing. So you can't fake that. And so Jesus, during a world where a lot of people, they are false messiahs, even Barabbas, mm. who, was, who was on trial for murder at the time, he was trying to cause an insurrection. He was trying to, to, to raise a religious rebellion. That's why it's so interesting when you had the two on trial and um, Pilate was trying to let go one as it was custom, mm-hmm. people let go Barabbas, Mercy. the person who literally was trying to cause insurrection, and, and they crucified the man who had no faults in him. And so in a world where you have all of that confusion, Roman, histori- Roman historian scholars even say it was a lot of messiahs coming out during that time. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? <coughs> Excuse me. Matthew 24, Jesus talked about how they're going to be false messiahs, etc. right? Mm-hmm. What makes Jesus different? This the one with the anointing. You understand what I'm saying? This is the one that is actually God. This is the one that when he get baptized, you see a dove come down and a voice from heaven to say, this is my beloved son in whom I am well oh, pleased. Please. And so we see where <clears throat> this story has a direct, you know, you know, we talk about, see, we talk about types and anti-types all the time, but it's, I, I just really appreciate when you read these things from the historical standpoint, from the from the biblical Old Testament, before you before you think about Jesus, mm-hmm. we know that this man was was being distinguished as the king and the one who the king says is going to be the king because he rides on the king's mule because mm-hmm. he does this and not in the third. And so when we get to the New Testament, we like, oh man, that's so crazy. That's why he rode on, on, on the dumb, you know what I'm saying? This is a statement that's being made. This is the mm-hmm. king. This is the anointed king. You know what I'm saying? And so. I, I just think that's beautiful. Another thing I kind of wanted to mention was that the horns of the altar. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember specifically what the true significance of that is, but I'm going to just take a shot at it. So forgive me if I butcher this and get this wrong. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the altar, you know, it's a holy place. It's a place where they do sacrifices, right? Um, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Mm-hmm. You understand? At the altar is where they sacrifice lambs, oxen, or whatever, so that sins can be forgiven. Let's think about it. So that sins can be forgiven. So when we think about the altar specifically, this is a place where forgiveness occurs. And so when Adonijah realized the severity or the trouble that he was facing, he runs straight to the altar mm-hmm. because now Adonijah is like, I need forgiveness. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This is his way of repenting. And so, and so, um, Solomon is basically like, bro, if you legit with this, bro, if you, if you are uh, proven to be worthy, you will be forgiven, bro. But if you know you were scheming behind the scenes, then, you know, I can't really, <laughs> if wickedness is fall is found in you, then you shall die. That is a fact. You know, and so just for a little bit of context, based on how I interpret it, that's why this man held on the um, held on the horns. So I mean, it is actually pretty close. So they say the horns of the altar in Jerusalem have provided refuge for fugitives. Mm. So those who caught on the horns of the altar were granted asylum 
Wow. So that's why he ran there. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's even, it's crazy. So it's like, you ain't really forgiveness. It's like, bro, I know I'm wrong. Mm. I grab a, so let's say, tell him I grab on the horns of the altar. So now it's like, bro, you almost can't kill me. Just like when you play in freeze tag or one of them things where you have a home base. Where you have a home. Right. You, I can't, home, bro. You, can't, you can't touch me, I'm home. <laughs> so that's wild. That's wild. So it is like when iniquity falls in your heart and you know you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And you know you're wrong. And, and, and I don't know how to not choose wrong. I mean, if we take Bible and godliness out of it, I understand. You see your opportunity. You try to take it. You see, but you see where ambitions get you. You know, when they talk about the um the, the acts of the flesh, they talk about ambitions, bro. But it's it's a type of ambition. Ambitions have different connotations to it. You know, if you're ambitious, that means you are an optimistic type of person and you work hard. But some people have a they opportunists. You understand what I'm saying? They take any opportunity, whether it's a good or bad thing, whether it brings, whether it whether this opportunity has to neglect all of the fruits of the spirit just for you to get ahead. Some people would still take that opportunity. You know, I might have to be, I might have to go against God. Mm. I might have to cut off my little brother who's supposed mm -hmm. to be the king. But if I see a, a situation for me to become king, I'm taking that. You understand what I'm saying? That's ambitions. When you look at, because I like I say all the time, I watch a lot of. Honestly, medieval movies, king king movies, not a lot, but I, I I like shows like that. I can't even lie to you. But you see the ambitions of the people that are in the king's court. Mm -hmm. You might have an advisor. The advisors, they have the most ambition in these shows, bro. Because they be telling this person to do that. They be orchestrating all mm -hmm. types of things. But it's all a part of their agenda, really. <laughs> like everybody live in their world, even the king sometimes. Like a Hithophel. Like a Hithophel. Prime example, I hit the fell had definitely he had serious ambitions, and I believe he had serious motive behind his ambition. Mm -hmm. But we see when your ambitions do not coincide with God, mercy. You understand what I'm saying? Your ambitions die, and a lot of times you also can die with that. And so we have priests like Zadok, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. Jehoiada or whatever. You see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, funny, it's, easy. When it's funny when the shoe's on the other foot. Yeah. And then you have people like Abiathar the priest. One of these, one side is trying to follow God. The other side is chasing their ambitions. But what happens when your ambitions do not um, coincide with, with God, what God wants? Mm -hmm. What happens there? That's the conflict. How far are you willing to take? And it's important for us to understand that chasing our ambitions that are in conflict with what God wants for us will not end well for us, you know? And this is something that can and will lead to our destruction. David's reign has ended. And before he got a chance to announce his successor, his son Adonijah claimed the throne. But Solomon is truly the anointed king to be. Before David dies, he instructs Solomon to follow the laws and commandments of God. David also taught Solomon about the deeds and misdeeds of people that he met along the way. And he commissioned Solomon to deal with them accordingly. But we'll talk more about that on the next episode of A Breath of Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by Ayana Albertson Gay, as well as your host, Nakazke. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. 
You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.